0: Welcome to Stories from the First Watch. This is both a solo game and an experiment in storytelling. The story and the character's actions will unfold upon the roll of the dice. Once the game starts, nothing is predetermined. The dice are in control. Last time, as the party entered Hollow Hill, they were escorted to the office of Reeve Denwald, the head of the village. Recognising Elwyn, he gave them a hearty welcome, but explained that the village lay in fear of further attack by bandit raiders, who had abducted a number of the villagers over the last few weeks. Kilius showed Denwald the map of the bandits' lair, which raised his mood, and he offered the party a contract, as well as the services of some of his militiamen, to seek out the hideout and solve the problem once and for all. After a discussion, the party reluctantly agreed and headed back into the village to enjoy its meagre offerings. After a brief stop at the village store to restock on supplies, they went to the inn, the Winking Chicken, where they took rooms for the night. As the others retreated for a quiet drink, Almander attracted the attention of the local bard, Giona, who played him at a dice game known as Feathers. Shortly after she won his gold, the curfew bell rang out and the party were forced to go to their rooms. In the night, Mara awoke, and shortly after heard a terrified scream. The party went to investigate, and encountered a gang of bandits in the middle of kidnapping two women and a young boy. Narvi challenged them, and the bandits' leader taunted the party. What will happen next? The party have confronted the gang of bandits in the lanes of Hollow Hill, and all is set for a vicious street fight, but before this takes place, I have an important task to complete. This is a special episode, as it marks the first level up in Stories from the First Watch. Killia is about to reach level 2. As mentioned previously, I have decided to stagger character level ups depending on their classes based roughly on the amount of experience points each class requires to level up in basic fantasy role-playing game. Therefore Thieves will level up every 8 episodes, Clerics every 9, and Fighters and Mages every 10. Kilia will receive a number of bonuses for leveling up. She receives an extra hit dice added to her hit points. Her hit dice is d4, so I'll roll 3. Kilia goes from 4 to 7 hit points, which will be a great help when facing tougher opponents. Furthermore, I am going to borrow a mechanic from the Tale of the Manticore podcast, which is to roll a d6 for each of her attributes. On a roll of a 6, that attribute will increase by 1. I feel this represents an increase in a character's skill set as they gain more experience. Let's see if Killia has any improvement. Strength. 4 this stays the same. Dexterity. 5. Not quite. Unfortunately Killia is already pretty skillful. Intelligence. 6. Killia's intelligence goes from an 11 to a 12. Maybe hanging out with Mara in the last week has rubbed off on her. There's no bonus for this change just yet. Wisdom. 4. No change. Constitution. 1. Again, nothing. Charisma 2. And once again this stays the same. Still, this is a good level up for Killia, as her thief skills also increase incrementally. I'll post her updated character sheet on my blog, firstwatchstories.blogspot.com. Hopefully her improvements will come in handy, as the party are about to come up against this brutal gang of bandits. As the village is already on high alert, it's likely that the hue and cry will be raised as soon as possible. This is the alarm that warns the village militia of attack. At the end of each round of combat, I will roll a d4. On the roll of a4, the militia will turn up and the bandits will have to take a morale check. This will hopefully swing the fight in the party's favour. The problem is, they have to survive until then. With that, let's take a deep breath. And let like battle commence. Entering combat. Given Navi's intervention, there will be no role for surprise. Both parties are well aware that the other is there. There are seven bandits in total, each wearing leather armor and between four and nine hit points each. The captain is armed with a short sword. Two more have daggers. Three have clubs, and one is armed with a short bow. I am also going to count the women and child as a single participant in the combat, although they are unarmed. Round 1. I have rolled for initiative, and Elwyn goes first. I am going to rule that, as he was the last party member to leave the inn, he may not be in view of the bandits. As a second level thief, he has a 30% chance to move silently and he may use this skill to creep up behind one of the bandits for a sneak attack. Rolling a d100, a 97, no luck. The shortbow wielding bandit spots him, and points the bow at him. Hey! Next up is Mara, who, as usual, casts shield over herself. And next are the attack victims. Sensing their captor's attention has wavered, they make a break for it. I'm giving them a 50-50 chance of breaking free from the bandits' rasp. 23, yes! The women pick the boy up and bolt from the bandits towards the party. The bandits' turns are therefore taken up by reacting to this mishap, and maneuvering into position to fight the party. Navi and Elmanda likewise take up battle stances. Finally, Kilia shoots at one of the dagger-wielding bandits, but rolling a six, misses. Rolling D4 for the Militia. 1. They have not arrived. Round 2. Killia goes first this time, and re-aims at the same bandit. Nat 20! Killia's arrow flies straight and true, and pierces the bandit through the neck, dropping him instantly. Killia's level-up has been well-earned. The bandit captain lunges in at elmanda 11. He misses the fighter who dodges out of the way of the blade. Two of the cudgel-wielding bandits decide to run after the fleeing villagers. It will take them a round to catch up with them. A bandit with a dagger charges Navi, lashing out. 18! He stabs Navi in the shoulder for... 2 damage. Another bandit charges Elmander, and again with an 11, misses. The shortbow-wielding Bandit, seeing Killia's prowess with her own bow, tries to maneuver into better position to return fire. Rolling D4 for the Militia, 2, again, no sign of them. Round 3. Now that combat has truly begun, Elwin decides to take advantage of the chaos. Seeing the Bandit attack Navi, he sneaks up behind him to deal a sneak attack. I'll He yes to make another silent move on a d100. A 2, that definitely works, and Elwin can make his attack with double damage if he succeeds. 19. Elwin rolls 2d4 for damage, getting an 8. He pulls his dagger across the bandit's throat, opening a gaping wound and dropping the man who gargles as his blood spurts out uncontrollably. The bandit captain lashes out again at Elmander getting a 16, which hits for, luckily just one damage. The villagers continue running away towards the back of the inn. The two cudgel-wielding bandits catch up with them. The bandit with a bow sees Elwyn take down his friend and in a rage switches targets from Killia. He fires at the older thief. A 17 for 5 points of damage. The arrow impales Elwyn's arm, and he drops his dagger in agony, falling to his knees. In return, Killia shoots back at the bowman. She rolls 13, which just hits 4, four damage. He still stands, just. Narvi, freed from attack, decides to intercept one of the pursuing bandits. He swings his warhammer in a mighty arc, getting a 16. Six damage. This kills the bandit outright. The hammer crashes into his face, crushing his skull. Almander, facing two foes, swings at the bandit whilst fending off the captain. A 16 hits, but his distraction means he only scores one point of damage. In return, the bandit tries to hit back, but a 10 misses. Mara sees the fleeing woman and runs to intercept the bandits chasing them. She puts on her best commanding voice, hoping that the bandits are superstitious simpletons who will be afraid of the magic glow of her shield spell. Get back! I'll roll a charisma check. But she only gets a two, and the bandit ignores her. Rolling again for the militia. Two again! Still no sign of them. Round four. The bandits have lost almost half their number, so I'm going to roll a morale check. They get eleven. They will fight on for the time being. Elmander redoubles his attack on the bandit facing him. Thirteen! Four! Seven damage! That kills the bandit outright. Elmander shoves his longsword through the bandit's chest. The bowman shoots again at Elwin, but fortunately this time with a four, he misses. Mara, in desperation, tries to stab the bandit chasing the woman, but misses with a five. Her ruse works, though, as the bandit turns his attention to her. He tries to fight her, but with a seven, the magical shield deflects the blow. The bandit captain, sensing the tide is turning, takes another desperate swipe at Elmander. With a four, he misses. Elwyn, grievously wounded, decides to hide in the shadows, away from the combat. Narvi catches up with the bandit, attacking Mara and attacks him from behind. 18! He brings the Warhammer down, causing... 8 damage! The Warhammer breaks the Bandit's neck and kills him instantly. Rolling for the Militia. 1! Still they don't come. What is going on? Round 5. Another morale check for the Bandits. A 4. Unsurprisingly, the Bandit Captain, seeing almost all of his gang cut down around him, Curses loudly and drops his sword, hands raised to his head. The bowman does not surrender, but instead runs for his life. Kilia spots him and takes a shot, but Woodman Eleven just misses him. This would be a perfect time for the militia to come and intercept the fleeing bandit. free! Unbelievably, they don't. The bandit disappears into the night. Will this have grave repercussions for the village and the party? In the meantime, this combat is over. Day five, early morning. Party status: Kilia, seven of seven hit points. Almanda, six of eight hit points. Navi, four of six hit points. Mara, four of four hit points. Elwyn, three of eight hit points. Mara approached the women, who had made it to the alleyway of the inn. The one with the child looked up in alarm as she drew near, then relaxed. Her breathing was heavy, and her eyes were filled with tears. Oh, thank you so, so much. You've you saved us. I can't. I... Oh. <laughs> she broke off and began to sob. Mara awkwardly gave her a hug, and muttered soothing words. Killia, meanwhile, rushed to Elwyn, who sat on the ground looking ashen-faced. An arrow still protruded from his shoulder. He was in a lot of pain, but managed to instruct her to remove the point of the weapon gently. The wound looked nasty. "'I'm fine, I'm fine,' he said through gritted teeth. "'Luckily, I'm experienced in treating this kind of thing.' Narvi and Elmanda, meanwhile, had ordered the captain to lie face down on the ground. They looked up in amazement as the village temple's warning bell, designed to strike as soon as danger appeared, finally began to toll, once the danger itself had finally abated. What in the All Gods name is going on in this flea-bitten place? Barked Elmanda with rage. Where are these barks and fools with their pitchforks? A few seconds later, the square began to fill with militia, hurriedly pulling on their leather jerkins and brandishing distinctly second-rate cudgels and spears. They looked confused as they saw the battle had come and gone, and that the square was scattered with bandit corpses. Don't trouble yourselves, boys, spat Elmander. No need to rush. They looked sheepish. Reeve Denward rounded the corner, dressed in nightclothes.
1: What is happening here?
0: He demanded. Elmander and Narvi filled him in on the battle, and he turned on the militiamen with a face like thunder.
1: You bloody fools! He screamed. What in all the hells were you thinking? These are our guests in the village. We are a military foundation, and you lead the defence of Hollow Hill to strangers? Look at poor Master Elwin. He should be treating your wounds, not sitting here half-dead because you're too slow-witted to do your duty.
0: The militiamen were shamefaced. Denwald turned in disgust, then ordered them to start clearing the bodies away.
1: Build a pyre. Take anything that may give us a clue to who commands them.
0: One more thing, Master Reeve, said Killia boldly. There's one who got away. I shot him with an arrow, so he can't have gone too far. He headed eastwards towards the far gate. Denwald straightened up.
1: Well then, here's a chance to redeem yourselves, boys. Hunt down this rat. And bring him back, alive if possible.
0: Four of the villagers nodded and headed in the direction of the east gate. Denwald turned his attention to the captain, who was on his knees, bloodied and bruised. Elmander, Narvi and two villagers stood guard over him. This is a fine catch indeed, growled Denwald.
1: Take him back to the Reeve house. Maybe he'll feel like talking. Maybe he won't. Either way, he'll not have a good time of it.
0: Behind the scenes in that combat, the party overcame the odds and style, and with the exception of Elwin, none of them were too seriously hurt. However, there is the problem of the escaped bandit, although wounded, if he manages to get back to the lair to report to his leaders, it can seriously endanger the villagers of Hollow Hill and disrupt the party's mission. He has a significant head start on the villagers. But he did take an arrow wound, so may not be as nimble as usual. I'm going to consult the GM emulator to see what happens. In the aftermath of the battle, i rule the chaos factor has risen to 6, which means that a yes result has more chance of happening even on a 50-50 roll. So, does the bandit escape the clutches of the villagers? On a D100 roll of a 65 or less, he does. Let's see. 69! That was very close. The militia have just managed to redeem themselves. But do they capture or kill the bandit? I'll roll a d6. One to 1-3 they capture him. 4-6 to six, they kill him. 2. They capture him alive. The Reeves tirade obviously stung them into action. Another issue to cover is, why did the hue and cry bell ring so late? Well, in real life, it was simply down to my poor dice rolls. But in the world of the game, Does it mean there's a spy in the village, working for the bandits, who somehow managed to ensure the warning was not raised in time? Again on Chaos Factor 6, let's see. Is there a spy in the village? 65 or under means yes. 54, wow, yes there is. Now I have an idea of who this may be, I'll roll to confirm my hunch, but I won't reveal it just yet. Is my hunch correct? 57. Yes, it is. Well, back to the action. Day 5, morning.
1: <coughs> I'm not telling you scumbags anything. Get your stinker breath out of my face.
0: The bandit captain glared defiantly at the reeve, who was seated at a high table, flanked by the party and four village elders, ex-soldiers who were tough and brawny despite their advanced years.
1: You can continue your ranting and raving and spend the rest of your miserable life chained to a tree in the Shadow Woods,
0: said Denwald levelly,
1: or you can give up the information on your little gang of vermin and maybe you'll spend a few years in a little village jail. Chains will be involved in either future, but at least this way you'll be fed daily and not ripped to shreds by a dire wolf. My masters will find you soon enough. You're not going to get away with this. The captain spat
0: back with bravado that may or may not have been faked. Denwald rolled his eyes. There was a knock at the door and in burst the four militiamen who had gone to hunt down the bowmen. They dragged him in. His head lulled down a bloody mess, but he was alive, if unconscious.
1: Good work, lads.
0: Said Denwald.
1: That's more like it.
0: He turned to the captain.
1: Well, then, maybe I don't need you after all. If you don't squeal, perhaps your friend here will.
0: The captain said nothing but glared at the party. When his eyes came to rest on Almanda, he gave a sudden start.
1: <laughs> wait, wait! <laughs> I know you. You're Elmander of Nordkirk. You're a bloody trader. A lady will hear this. You're doomed.
0: Elmander stared back in silent fury.
1: Enough! said Denwald. I've had my fill of him. Gag him and throw him in the cellars until he decides to talk. I put this other one in the stocks. I keep an eye on him. If he wakes up, bring him to me.
0: As the captain was dragged off, the reeve turned to Elmander, a slight suspicion in his eyes.
1: Do you know this scumbag?
0: Never seen him before in my life until he tried to cut my head off, said Elmander, stiffly. He's probably heard my name in a tavern somewhere, due to my heroic reputation. The Reeve nodded slowly.
1: Right. Well, even if none of them escaped, time is against us. You'll need to head to their hideaway soon, before the rest gets suspicious. I'll get my men briefed and armed to assist you. Be prepared to leave in an hour.
0: As they turned to go back to the inn, Killia confronted Elmanda. That bandit did recognise you, she said accusingly. What are you involved in? And why did you give a false name to that bard? It's nothing. Ancient history, said Elmander, brushing off the interrogation. Talking of the bard, I'm going to find Gianna, see if I can charm her into writing an epic poem about my deeds. He strolled off to the inn. Elwyn, his arm heavily bandaged, turned to face the other party members. "'I am afraid I will not be able to join you on this next quest,' he muttered apologetically. "'I don't recover as quickly as I used to, even with my herb lore.' Mara embraced him. "'Look after yourself, Master Elwin," she said. "'We will be back soon, with enough treasure to buy you an apothecary's workshop.' The old man smiled. I hope so, my child, he said. I dearly hope so. Meanwhile, as the others braced themselves for the journey ahead, Elmander knocked on the door of the winking chicken. The landlord let him in, still slightly shaken after the night's events. He told Elmander that Gianna, who often did stay at the inn, was no longer there, and hadn't been seen since curfew fell the night before. This wasn't unusual, as she had her flock of sheep to attend to, but Almanda felt a sense of unease. As he left the inn, his eyes strayed over to the village temple and focused on the silent bell. Thank you for listening to stories from the first watch. I'd like to again thank my voice actors, all of whom are returning this episode. Playing the captured villager is Keris Mariam. The bandit captain is voiced by Jonathan from the Sojourners Awake podcast. And Reeve Denwald is again played by Simon from Legend of the Bones. The party overcame the odds. To resoundingly defeat the bandit raiders despite the lack of help from the village militia. But is there foul play at work and what will they encounter when they reach their enemy's lair? Find out next time on Stories from the First Watch.
1: Do you like your tabletop RPGs to be grim, gritty and grounded? If so, then Legend of the Bones is the podcast for you. A mix of old school solo D&D and dark fantasy storytelling. In Legend of the Bones, the dice rule. There are no rerolls, no fudging the dice, no metacurrency. The role of the Bones will determine the character's destiny and no one will be spared their fate. None shall escape the destiny of Bone.